You're listening to Project Palladium. This is a podcast brought to you by high school students who are interested in gaining a deeper understanding of the world around them. And today, hi, I'm Chow. This is Brother Tom Terrell, and I'm Ronald. So, Ronald, tell me what happened. So, over the summer, while I was working alone in the office on the virtual tour, Brother Joe, the principal of Shamanad, stopped by with the priest, and Brother Joe was explaining to the priest what the club does, who we are, and you know why we're such a great club. And then he asked me why we're named Element. So, what'd you tell him? I just told him that back in 2016, we wanted to create something new, innovating, riveting, something fun. And so someone just came up with the name Element. Oh, that's it. That's it. That's all you said. <laughs> that's, that's what he said. Yeah, basically. Oh, great. Oh, all right. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess if that's the understanding, you know, maybe, maybe it's important that we look back and really think about that. I, I've never, yeah. I've never thought about that myself. You know, when did this name come up? Why did it really come up? I mean, I guess I have my idea of it, but maybe it'd be important to look at. What did the founding members think, you know, True. five years ago when yeah. they started this thing? What was it going to be called? What was it going to look like? It'd be kind of cool to, to look back in history and see, you know, what their vision was. It's 25 degrees out, and we're just running around. With a camera in the woods and in, in the snow, <laughs> that was so much fun. My name is Ryan O'Connor. I graduated Shamanad in 2019, and now I'm at University of Michigan studying computer science. I vividly remember our, our shoot for Forest up at Founders, um, and and just like the adrenaline, and and also just the endurance that you had to have to. Be out there for I don't know how many hours, twelve hours maybe. We were out there shooting, two, two or three days back to back, and yeah, you get tired, but it, it doesn't even phase you when you're super excited and behind the camera getting these awesome shots. So that was a super, super exciting experience for me. Um, when when me and Tommy actually sat down in front of the computer and start logging the、uh, footage, he said, "Oh, I can't believe it's over." Kind of miss it. So,、uh, so my name is Tommy Fly.、Um, I graduated in 2018, and I am now at Fordham University as a marketing major. That time that we,、uh, one of the sports videos, we were filming volleyball, and you wanted the smoke.、Uh, <laughs> you oh, wanted、no. to have the smoke machines and the AFC.、Yes. So we like we got like three smoke machines. And we were running them, and then of course the,、uh, the all the fire alarms keep going off, and there's Brother Tom running back and forth trying to <laughs> turn them all off. <laughs> it's just. I I told him I I said to him I said you know if you do it in there it's gonna set the it's gonna set the smoke alarm、yeah. off the fire alarm off and、uh, like, no. I think somebody told you somebody told you no it wouldn't it's like like someone read it I'm like oh no fog machines won't do that I'm like. I bet you will. So maybe ten minutes before you guys started rolling, 
I called our fire company and I took the I took the alarm offline so that it didn't call the fire department. And I mean, I feel like I I clicked hang up on the phone, and next thing I know, I heard the first squirt of the smoke machine, and then there's the, the you have the flashing lights are going yes. off, the alarms ringing everywhere. I have a video of it. I have to find it. <laughs> oh, and he and then he and I go over to him. And I say, see, you know, look what happened. I said, I'll, you know, I'll try to shut him off. He goes, no, I love the flashing lights. Leave it. So he thought that made the whole video. That was so true. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god yeah wow that was again that's one of those that like watching it now watching that video now the video is awesome that clip is awesome and it's funny but like in that moment i don't think that was a, that wasn't a good no. memory in the making you're not time. smiling no i'm not smiling right then that was i was worried that was i thought that was going to be the beginning <laughs> and the end of the on the film call <laughs> you know it's it's been a journey we, we've been trying new things you know things have worked out thankfully but but some things haven't or or right. have just been unexpected. Yeah. And I think seeing that journey has been really cool as a club, you know, in its entirety, but but to see each individual member's journey. You know, one comes to mind and and that's Chase McGill, right, who Chase. who is now actually studying at USC Animation, one of the top premier programs in the country, if not in the world. And to see his journey has really been inspiring for you know, what we've been able to do here and, and how he's gone on from there to, to learn even more. Okay, so, uh, yeah, I'm uh, studying animation and digital arts. It's a major at uh, the University of Southern California. Uh, great. So, yeah, it's the, the animation program there. It's it's really great. Do you think any any of your work at Chaminade, um, in your, especially your time in ETV and then working eventually as Element began to develop, um, do you think it kind of inspired you to pursue those majors and maybe even um, make your way into such a, a renowned program? Uh, yes, definitely. ETV program, um, when Mr. Liu prompted me to do those introductions, uh, that's when I, I've always been, I've always been uh, appreciative in, of 3D but I, I knew how time-consuming and the learning curve was so harsh that I never really approached it. But Mr. Luke kind of really encouraged me to do that. And throughout my four years when I was constantly learning 3D, that's what really introduced me to the, the discipline, uh, you know, getting my feet wet completely and definitely uh, inspired me to pursue the career I'm in right now. I've always enjoyed uh, coming in after school to uh, to work on the, these projects and uh, you know uh, rendering stuff overnight and, and uh, <laughs> you know putting signs up like not to touch the computer. Yes. <laughs> I, yeah, and I just want to say that that. Uh, we sh we shouldn't have rendered the the projects as AVIs uh, because <laughs> anytime you stop the render if it crashes then the whole the whole file's done. But uh, <laughs> if you render this as PNG sequences, you know uh, you could stop it at any time. You know I always think about that like why didn't we why didn't we do that because we waste so much time. <laughs>
that's I guess that's part of that's part of our process.、Huh? We live and we learn. We Now we、there. know. <laughs> Now、yeah. we know. So it's kind of funny to hear what would be considered, you know, like professional advice now coming from Chase,、yeah. and to look back on on maybe the mistakes we've made in time, but just kind of those areas of growth, not just in terms of getting new equipment and new projects, but new members, right? The, one、mm-hmm. of the beautiful things about being in a club in high school is that each year you get new members that come into the club and、yes. and become part of this this family almost, and you get to see them grow from the time they're freshmen and they're trying to figure out what they're interested in and, and grow their skill set. All the way up to the time that they're officers in the club,、right. and now they're helping others to grow and to learn a lot about digital media and video and, and all that. It's great to see to be able to see that, and I think even more awesome to hear from the current officers in Element. So、yeah. maybe we could hear a little bit now from Tom Breslin. I feel that I definitely had to develop a style. I had to develop some type of creative element to myself because. Over the summer, when、uh, I was working on projects here in the office, I I just struggled to make it work. Like we had all of the pieces, and I just couldn't put the puzzle together. And I had to learn how to be creative. I, I had to learn how to make different clips blend together to create a video, and I had to learn how to develop the style to different videos. And that took a very long time. I just remember taking two hours to figure out what font I was going to use <laughs> for a video. <laughs> and we also remember you taking two hours to, to figure out. It was the、font. most painful thing I I might have had to do for Element, and、uh, it, it paid off because it ended up the video ended up looking a lot better. And I had to figure out how to discern. Something as small to what I thought was so small as what font I was going to use. I had to learn how that was going to impact the video, and I had to learn how to be creative enough to.、Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I had to learn. I had to develop this creative muscle to make a quality video that is worthy of element. Mr. Liu would say you'd have to learn how to feel it. I think right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah I had to. Exactly.、Mm-hmm. I, I just, I'm I'm a very methodical person. Like I just want someone to tell me what they want, and then I'll do it. But <laughs> I couldn't, like working with Mr. Lou. He doesn't always just like say what he wants. He wants you to figure out what you want to do, and he wants you to make it your own. And I, at first, couldn't do that. I just couldn't figure out how to. Just like feel it and just go with the flow and like develop this like from nothing, and I, I had to like just figure out how to do that, and、uh, Mr. Liu helped along with that. Well, I would say that one thing that I've always wanted like I want to stay organized. That's one thing that I really, you know, it's just I feel so much better when things are, are orderly and structured to some extent. You know, in in your head you always have these ideas of like. You know, a certain video you want to make, especially like as I've gotten each year, I kind of know, you know, what some when something is good, when something isn't, like what looks good, what can be done,、um, you know, realistically. But when you first start out, you always have these big ideas, like, you know, we could do all these crazy things for a sports video, you know, something you'll see in a movie, and you don't realize how much time goes into it. Even just doing just doing the sports video, rather simple, like it was still tough to just at least come up with like a list of shots that you want. 
to go along with the song you chose. That way it's not just like a bunch of ideas that may look great in your head, but then actually doing it, it doesn't come out, you know? So I would say like the, the ideal view of filmmaking, which was like in my head very fast, you just get an idea, you're able to do it and it's all you and you just know what you're doing and you're good. Like coming in and having everybody else here, you know, it, it's a reminder that like it is a group effort and some of the best ideas come out from a conversation where two people like myself and maybe you, Mr. Lou, are, are completely at odds with each other about a certain idea, certain maybe something small, something big. And like the compromise of that decision is what ends up being the final product. And you look back, you're like, oh, that was the best decision possible. You know, you know, like the, the mind movie is not always the best version. So, you know, for me, it was always about trying to organize all the ideas you have. Cause you listen to a song that you like and you get all these thoughts that pop in your head. Like, Ooh, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. And then when you get out in the field and it's, you know, 30 degrees out, you have gloves on and practice ends in an hour for a track and you have to record them for that day. And you're like, Oh, I don't have time to do all this, but I have one idea I can do. And not only that, but you have to make sure that you get everything technically right so that it, the focus looks good. The lighting is good that we don't have to do it again. And you know, it, it becomes almost like, how are you the most economical about your ideas? And also how do you balance that with the artistic view that you had in the first place? So for me, that was the, the biggest struggle uh, from day one. I was always like, I just want to get my hands on a camera. I want to go. And then you realize the small technical things can hold you back. If you don't know what you're doing, you're not comfortable with it. And you have to go through that process of these last four years, every year getting better through experience, through maybe doing something not to what you thought it would be at first. And it comes out okay, but you learn from it. And then the next one, you're like, okay, I'm not going to do it this way. I'm going to do it another way. And next thing you know, you're, you feel pretty comfortable. You know, like I'm still learning, obviously, but it was all about trying to like organize the ambition into something that was more realistic. I feel like that's something that I learned um, about since, I guess, freshman year. Well, I was going to say like the crazy ideas. I remember when I first started taking photos for Element, I was thinking like, oh, I'm going to put like my photos going to look like they're on the cover of National Geographic, like the magazine. But eventually, like Mr. Lou showed me like had to like shoot a manual and then eventually had to develop more of like a photographer's eye see like where a photo can be taken and how to express like the feeling you're trying to push like i remember when we took the picture of uh the dreamy clover i remember we kind of pushed this one like this mystical feeling that 100 words onto one photo so kind of like developed that and i brought that home and eventually started taking better photos of my dad's camera so I think it kind of, like, I just learned a lot just from, even though Mr. Lou's a film, like, he's mainly in film, he taught me so much with just photography in general. Because I'm not a professional photographer, having Luke here focusing on photography um, actually helps me understand how to set up a shot better. His work encourages me to look at how to uh, set up a shot differently, how to analyze a story without words, without background noise mainly just by looking at the visual, what he represents, and be able to sort of seek out a story that way. Yeah, I mean, I guess from your area of focus with video, photography in a way is totally different. You know, you, you can't yeah. build that story with with narration or music or voice or interview. It, it's all about what you see. Right. And, and I think, yeah, that's definitely got to be a totally different perspective. Ronald, what what do you feel um, that, that kind of been your main skill or your main contribution um to element so far um they are many but i'd like to hear what you what you think 
Uh, I think my main skill so far has just been making sure Mr. Lou stays on track and doesn't go too that is, uh, that is an absolute full-time, full-time job of which of which you are un- yeah, underpaid for. Uh, absolutely. Like at times, like Mr. Lou definitely is on track a little too serious and other times he's a little too lax, so I have to make sure there's a good balance. But uh, besides that, I think I bring tech knowledge to the club. I'm not saying like I know everything, but I think pretty well versed in computers and software and you've things proven, like that you've proven pretty much to know everything so far i mean yeah it's like basic stuff to me but that just comes after years and years of practice in the same way mr Lou has been able to help me with podcasting because he's had more experience with audio than i have so i learned um about audio levels editing mixing all that stuff from mr Lou a little bit and then i also um learned from tutorials which is also a major part so Mr. Alexi used me to like relay information, so I think that's a big part of the club that I provide. The one story I always tell was um, past summer we made the uh, Shamna High School virtual tour, and um, me and Thomas were, you know, trying to figure out what to do. We were like scouting locations, we're looking at different things, and like let's let's you know how do we make this tour? Me and Tom were researching on you know different companies that we can hire to make the tour i just remember we were at the third floor of the science building and we're sitting on the sofas and we're just like you know like we thought about seriously like what if we just build it on our own because those other companies were limiting uh what what we want to actually show so we were trying to figure out how can we do this to really make it our own, not just like let other people do it. So the first person I thought of was Ronald. I was like, so I called up Ronald right immediately and I asked him, can you do some research on what software we can use to build um, a 3D virtual tour? And he got back to me in like, what, 15 minutes? Well, yeah, I responded. I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah. And then I watched like, <laughs> I watched like an hour long video and I went through everything and I was like, uh, yeah, I think this is the best one and it's like it's not that expensive So I think we should get it. And yeah. Then, yeah, I mean that's how we that's how it all started But what uh, what I'm what I was trying to say through that example is that Ronald is incredibly reliable like he's he's just very good at Finding things out. There's really no delay You know, it's just immediate responses like a it's like Siri. I Can't tell you how many hours me and Ronald would just talk about the podcast Literally hours and hours and hours. Um, I remember th- last year when we uh, when were trying to uh, submit for festivals, it was four hours, four or five hours editing every day for a week, two weeks, three weeks. It was just on and on. For some of you, but what so far in your experience, so obviously for Jack a little bit longer, um, what's kind of been your biggest triumph so far? Um, you know, not just, not kind of, philosophical like where you've grown but like what's one thing that maybe has brought you the most pride um and joy in in your work and element so far in your your time i would say learning how to edit has easily been the most satisfying because like back to like the whole mental picture thing that's the other yeah so when i first started it was all about camera um i remember it was i think it was the first year i really started paying attention to filmmaking like whenever i would see a movie it was the movie The Revenant came out in December of 2015, and it was the, just the way it was shot. I was just, I was awestruck the whole time. And I was doing research, like how he did it. It was all natural light, and it was very like on the go, like figuring out a lot beforehand. But 
like they knew what they were doing from day one. Like there was no trial and error. They knew when the certain, you know, when the sun was at a certain angle, how to get it right. And I wanted to do that. Like that to me was like, you know, the I Ching of, of filmmaking. And so I came in to this, to Chaminade and met Mr. Liu in freshman year. And I was all about just the camera. Like that was just my focus. And we had Ben uh, Goldfeder, who was a senior at the time. And he was just the editor. And he, in, my, in my mind, he was like, I'd give him footage if I was shooting something and he would just put it together and that was it. Like it would never be something I would ever think about. And then he left and Ryan was here. Ryan was a junior then, but there was definitely a presence editing wise that was gone because if Ben was always just, you know, he was wanted to edit and that was it. Um, but he understood story and he understood how to put something together and make it flow. Something I really didn't know. You know, I have in my head is obviously different than what's done um, on the computer. Like considerably. So um, I really didn't have a concept of putting something together and having it make not only make sense, but have an impact. And I had to learn that, I guess, kind of the hard way, because um, I forget what project it was. But I remember Mr. Lou was like, can you edit this? I think Ryan was doing something else. We were a little tight in terms of time. And I was like, I guess I could try. And I had to learn. I had to go on at home and watch on YouTube. And I had to learn by watching Mr. Lou edit. And he was much faster than I was. And just the fact that he was able to understand, like looking at certain shots that we got and knowing which ones worked and knowing which ones didn't. Whereas I had to learn that, you know, because to me, every shot looked fine, you know, especially shots that I maybe liked, but yet if you look in a different light, it maybe didn't come out as well. But for me, I was blind to that. I was just like, I love the camera so much that everything I shot was perfect. When in reality, it wasn't, even it looked nice, it doesn't fit the video. And I had to learn that the hard way. <laughs> um, by cutting a lot of things out. And I think it might've been, might've been one of the sports videos that we did. I was so against editing. And yet when I sat down and I had to work on that project and we finally got to the end, it was a lot of work, a lot of time, and I didn't really enjoy doing it. But after we were done sitting there and watching it back and some of the ideas that I had, and they were actually done in, in front of me and I could watch it, watch it as many times as I wanted to, like that was the most satisfying thing. Um, just those ideas that you had originally going through that whole trial process of what you have, what you don't, and what you may love, but doesn't work. And then ultimately the fact that it does work in the video at the end, like that to me was the most rewarding thing. And that's why I find it honestly most enjoyable now to edit, you know, even just this past fall um, with the sports video with what we're doing right now with the, um, the Catholic elementary schools, you know, like just coming up with a plan beforehand and thinking about the editing. Cause in my mind, it was always just, what's the camera going to do? And I had no concept of what I was going to be doing on premiere a few weeks later, but now it's like, how is it going to be on the timeline pace wise? What's the, what's the audio going to look like? What's the music going to look like? And it's just, it's so much easier now with all of that planning ahead of time. So I would say that I guess my most proud moment is whenever we finish a project and we're, we're watching it through and you see the culmination of everything we thought of all the discussions we had, all the conversations, and all the different ideas that were maybe changed because of practical reasons or just you realize that, oh, this could be better than what you had thought originally. And then it's just all there in front of you, exported, you know, final, final official copy <laughs> in the folder. And um, and you can finally watch it. And then it goes up on Instagram or on YouTube. And, you know, you show it to my, you know, my family and friends and stuff like that. And like the fact that they can see that and that culmination of your work, I feel like that's the most the most proud I've ever been. Uh, for like one of my triumphs, I think it's a combination of two different things. Uh, just being able to be a part of like the website, that was kind of the biggest moment so far of like time being an element, just being able to actually play a role and 
produce photos that would be used and get Mr. Lu's seal of approval to be able to put on this website. And coming from that, also submitting to the photography competition, uh, this competition was a combination from the whole country and like professional photographers, everyone. And I thought like submitting our photos, I thought maybe we don't have the best chance, but we have slim chances to maybe beat out these people who do photography for their, like, their whole life. So I think just developing my photography and being a part of this team and possibly winning a photography competition, I think that kind of full circle for me eventually and solidified like my feeling and how like how much I enjoy being part of this team at Element. So, um, yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if I have that like moment yet. Yet, I've had a lot of growth in skill and in creativity and also like teamwork but i think that now i'm more equipped to have that i think i'm still waiting for that personally what about ronald uh for myself it's definitely been the podcast like the virtual tour is a lot of fun and i put a lot of work into that and learned a lot um but you know that was like a one-time thing yeah the podcast we've been working on it since march yeah of last year of my sophomore year and now we still continue to do it and we still continue to have fun i'm still learning still get to edit put out things learn more about the world and discuss the ideas. So I think that's been the biggest triumph. What do you think, you know, what would you like to see happen with Element, um, you know, in the next few years to come? You know, obviously you're, you're proud of the work that's happened so far, but what's something you'd like to see happen there as it kind of grows towards the future and hopefully continues to expand? I really want to see like more people involved. I think that it's such an important skill. Just film and like graphic design, all of that media stuff is really important today. And it would be really cool to see it be incorporated more into like the curriculum of Chaminade and more widely learned. And the other people that supported us too, right? The people who wrote scripts, like I, I couldn't write a script that that the idea of that scares me, but we need those people. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other thing I would add is I, I think time is always something that we were fighting. If there is like dedicated block period every day to element for somebody who's really involved in this or, or even just a single period to catch up during the day, that would probably smooth things out. Yeah, I, I guess in terms of animation and 3D work, encourage people to hop on the 3D train. It's really a, a whole other world. Once you start doing 3D, it can be inspiring to to show people what's, what 3D is capable of and you know, you're creating everything from scratch. And 3D can be discouraging when people see that when you open the software, it's just, it's blank and it's, you know, like how do I even move around an object? But if you really encourage people to, to stick with it and show them that, you know, you can do anything in 3D if, if you put in the time, because it takes a lot of practice, then I feel that students will uh, find it much more appealing and create some great stuff. It was awesome hearing from all the past members and current members. Mm -hmm. All the stories are just, they bring back good memories. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great memories. And to me, kind of a, a different outlook on, on what we are today and how and who have shaped it. Who um, we are. Finding you know, out who we are. Who we are. It's, yeah. it's, it's been kind of cool to just think about what it means for us today to have, even if it's short, to have that little bit of history and the importance and even more so those relationships. Absolutely. Yeah, and being able to hear from like those founding members was definitely something cool and not something I expected to do. So it was cool to see Chase's progression over time, how this club helped him, and see how Ryan and Tommy even benefit from it now. What is something that you hope to accomplish this year, Ronald? Something I hope to accomplish this year is to really get this podcast as big and as grand as possible, you know, have quality episodes coming out fairly frequently, interviewing great people, getting recognized nationally, whether it be awards or just people from different schools, states, just listening to us, and just yeah. growing our community. I think that's my goal. That's great. Tell the story. And you know what? Maybe now, as more people listen, you'll be able to finally tell them why we have the name we do. <laughs> True. Thank you for listening to Project Palladium, brought to you by Element Project of Shawana High School, located in Mineola, New York. Created and produced by Chow S. Liu. Edited and produced by Ronald Jabwen. Hosted by Chow S. Liu, Brother Tom Terrell, and Ronald Jabwen. We want to thank Thomas Pillai, Ryan O'Connor, Chase McGill, Thomas Breslin, Jack Mustatello, and Luke DeBono for sharing their stories. Special thanks to Brother Tom Cleary. You can find all of our digital content on our website, element.shamanad-hs.org.